Welcome to another episode of More Than a Side Hustle podcast, where we... Well, we create... We help people. <laughs> we help non-the-fathers create impact, income... Impact. And inf- influence outside their jobs. And I was thinking about this, and we are... This is a podcast, obviously, because you guys listen to it. But every podcast is not a sit-down conversation. Mm-hmm. Switched up a little bit. So one of the mm-hmm. old episodes, you were talking about, like, maybe you were trying to figure out what you wanted to do. And I think you mentioned like being a- as one of the options. Yeah, <laughs> one of the options. So today we wanted to kind of share, I guess, our own, our first onstage thing that we've done so far back in January. So we want to share it with you guys, the conversation we've had with a group of, I don't know, 500 people plus and thousands of people watching us online back in January in Atlanta. Julian invited us on, onto his stage and um, I think we did a good job for our first time on stage. Yeah, we spoke about a lot of things, and we obviously speak about the cleaning business, but what when you start something... Generational Wealth Conference was the name of the conference. Yeah, so when you... That's exactly what it was, the conversation was about. So as you guys are listening, I know we talk about the cleaning business, but we talk about using it as a vehicle to create generational wealth, and it's not just what you do with the money, it's how you use the money to impact not just yourself, your family, your friends, your future, your future, your future selves as well. Mm-hmm. So make sure you guys tap in, make sure you guys listen, and let us know what you guys think about our first on-stage appearance. Yes, yes, yes. We hope to do many more of those in the upcoming years. If you know somebody, let us know. But yeah, thank you for listening again another week, every Tuesday. We're here in your ears. <laughs> All right, guys, tap in, let us know what you think, and uh, let's get to the show. All right. What's going on, guys? What's Hello, going everybody on? can hear us? Yes, yes, yes. Thank you for that introduction. Lovely. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. So my name is Anthony. And I'm Janoka. And we are business, cleaning business coaches and owners of a seven-figure cleaning business down in Dallas, Texas, without cleaning any home. We haven't cleaned a single home. We've done over 6,000 jobs. We've generated over a million dollars in revenue. Our students have done over $8 million in the industry. And the best part about it, again, is that we don't clean any homes. And that's our goal today, to teach you guys another income stream that you could use to grow and leverage into real estate, stocks, investments, whatever you guys are into. But before we get into that, we want to talk a little bit about ourselves to let you know how we got to that point. Julian kind of mentioned we are from Brooklyn, New York. Any New Yorkers in here? Yes? There we go. There <laughs> I feel we like go. New York is everywhere at all times. We're from Brooklyn, New York, the projects. We grew up there. Actually, both of our mothers still reside there, so we go back home a lot and we're still there. And we started our journey with wanting to pay off debt, essentially. How many people in here have debt? Raise your hand, please. How many people know exactly how much debt they have down to the penny? So we had $114,151.28 of debt when we got married. Yes, yes. This is back. We got married 2016, and we started our journey in January of 2017 of trying to pay off our debt. That's our daughter there. (laughs) Go ahead. I got distracted. I'm sorry. (laughs) So when we got married, we sat down, we put our finances together, and it was uh, 2017, and I said, babe, we got all of this debt. I want to pay this off. And Janoka said, absolutely not. Not. Because I felt like I'm a mental health therapist, so I work in the field where after 10 years your debt is paid off. I was like, why are we rushing? We're paying our bills. We're going to have debt like everyone else. Like, what's the point of paying it off? So our New Year's resolution came around, and the goal was to travel more. She said she wanted to travel more. Yep. And who here has New Year's resolution to travel more this year? Like, you want, you want to get out, you want to be in the streets, you want Still. to be traveling. <laughs> and I said, my goal is to save and invest more. 
So as a married couple, we were like, we got to figure this out. This is our first year of marriage. And we, we've been married seven years now, so we made it, right? Yeah. Give us a round of applause. But I said, babe, we got to figure this out together because you want to travel more and I want to save and invest more. Yeah, so we had a conversation. Um, he started listening to podcasts. He's like, I think we can do this. What got me on board was I was hearing stories of people that didn't look like us, but they made less than us and they were paying off their debt. And I'm like, well, maybe it's possible. Maybe we can get this started. And at that time in the space, there wasn't many people that we can find on social media to lean on and to get more information on. But we started the journey. I had him sign a contract when we started the journey, which just spoke about, I'm a big fan of Beyonce, that if she had a concert, we'll still be able to go. We'll still be able to go to one of our honeymoon trips. So we put all of this in place before we started our journey. So after she said yes, finally, after convincing <laughs> her for a little while, I said, okay, babe, we got a game plan. How are we going to attack this? Because she said, listen, Tony, I know you are a person that's going to dive all into things, mm -hmm. but we need, <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> She said, Tony, you're a person that's going to dive all into things, but we need to take it slow. We need to keep each other accountable. So I said, in order to pay off this debt, I didn't want to keep it going for seven, eight years. I said, I want to pay off this debt as quickly as possible. So we had set a goal by her 30th birthday we were going to pay off this debt. So that gave us two years to do so. Mm -hmm. And we started, what we did was we side hustled. We raised our income by side hustling to watching dogs, working at a gym, working at a private practice, doing surveys, and starting our cleaning business. That is how we side hustled to pay off this debt, and we paid it off within 23 months. Yes, yes, 23 yes. 23 months. Mm -hmm. So we were able to pay off $114,151 in 23 months by side hustling. And one of those side hustles that we started back in 2017 mm -hmm. was our cleaning business. Now you may ask, why the heck are you guys up here talking about a cleaning business? Because it's changed our lives and it's changed thousands of our students' lives as well. So before we even got to that part, I had another idea. I said, in order to grow our income as fast as possible, we had to start a business. And I said, this cleaning business is something that we could use to pay off this debt. And she said, absolutely no. not. <laughs> he brings a lot of ideas. He has a lot of ideas that I usually shut it down until he brings more information. That's just how we kind of operate. So mm -hmm. he brought the idea and I'm like, we had never started a business. We have never spoken about a business at the time. So I was anti doing it at that time. And he came back three months later with more information. I will say a preliminary business plan, not necessarily, but more information of how we can make it work without cleaning any homes. And we went live no, Thanksgiving 2017 and got our first client Black Friday 2017. So right away, we got someone in the door. Oh, yo, what's going on, guys? Did you know we own a seven-figure cleaning business? And we use that business in order to pay off $114,000 of debt. We use that business to help us travel more, save more money, and eventually become financially free. If any of that sounds good to you, check out Cleaning Business University, where we teach you how to launch and scale a six, now seven-figure cleaning business. And the best part about it is that you do not have to clean homes yourself. I know that sounds crazy, but check out Cleaning Business University we give you more in-depth information about that check it out and we will see you on the other side so one of the things we did once we sat down and we created this this quote-unquote business plan i said babe we could do this without cleaning any houses and i said here's how we could do this so we work with independent contractors aka cleaning partners and these are people who are already established in the business meaning they already have cleaning supplies they already are in the industry they've been cleaning for years but their biggest challenge is finding people so that they can go and clean houses. A lot of them work off of word of mouth. I said, babe, we're going to work with people that are already established. We're going to market the business. 
and pretty similar to what would you say? Yeah, this is not anything new. This is essentially the Uber, the Lyft, the Airbnb of cleaning. Uber doesn't own any cars, Airbnb doesn't own any homes, so on and so forth. But we are the middleman, as, as Andre just spoke about. We are the middleman and we connect the contractor to the client. And that's how we do it. We take a percentage and everybody leaves happy. So for my guys in here, how many people have sat in a barbershop on a Saturday or a Friday all <laughs> evening waiting to get your hair cut? Because I know I have, right? So I for you guys, raise your hand. Or so even I, ladies. I or, mean, coming up in New York, I, <laughs> I go to the Dominican salon. I'm in there all day. <laughs> so I don't know if anybody experiences that as well. Like not being able to book the person online mm -hmm. and you just have to sit and wait, basically. So like Andre, like Mr. Andre Hatchett just said, middleman your way to millions. So a lot of these local service businesses, people who are doing lawn care, um, people who do carpet cleaning, people who do like uh, barbers, um, what else? Nails, Nails. Yeah, anything. So a lot of them don't have online platforms. Their biggest challenge is finding people that can actually come find them. So we said if we find these people, like my lawn guy, right? I have to text my lawn guy, hey, are you showing up? I have to call my lawn guy, are you still on the way? After he leaves, I have to say, hey, can I sell you or PayPal you? He leaves a physical invoice on my door after he mows my lawn. And I'm like, there's got to be a better way. So we moved down to Dallas. We had to find, we had to call people. We had to text them to get our home clean. And we said, if there's a way to come into this industry where we provide technology, there will be tons of people lined up to work with us. So that's exactly what we do. Our clients book us online without having to speak to us. They can pick up the phone and call. But all of our services are online so they can see you want to deep clean how big your home is, how much they're going to pay, and we charge them online as well. So that's how we kind of stand out from the competition. Because I know a few of you may be saying, well, there's tons of cleaning business. There's not tons that you can book them online. There's not tons that, you know, you get an email reminding you that they're coming. Usually you have to text and say, are you available on Saturday 8 to 10 a.m.? So that is what we provide of that quicker system to allow people to just book. Don't worry, we'll show up and get the job done. Yeah. So we had provided, when we look back on our journey, we are literally able to document five keys that we use to start our business. And we're going to dive into that now. And that's what we call the clean method. Even though we don't clean any houses, we call it the clean method. So the C in clean stands for clarity because when we first started, we had to have a why. Why the heck do you want to keep this business going after five years? Why do you even want to keep this business going when things get tough? Mm -hmm. So when we start our debt-free journey, as well as the cleaning business journey, our why was to pay off $114,000 of debt. And that why was on our fridge every single day. So we walking out, go to my nine to five, I see the why. <laughs> I come back from my nine to five, I see the why. I go to bed, I want to eat some food before bed, I see the why. So it was posted where we could see it every single day. So before you guys leave here, make sure you have your clarity, make sure you have your why, because we know that you're getting a ton of income streams, a ton of ideas. Like Andre said, three to five steps. And that was one of our first steps, finding our why, which is the C in clarity. The next one is L, so legalizing your business. I know that you can get started on a business without having a business entity, without having an LLC or S-Corp. However, to stand out, to continue to grow, legalize your business. So we speak about that. What, is, what does that mean to you? Getting a business account, keeping your money separate, that's important as well. So many times we see that the book's all messed up, right? Legalize that business, get your business account, stand out so that you are a business and you can continue to grow and scale. Yeah, when we hired our first accountant, she was like, all right, 
I understand that you guys are new entrepreneurs, you guys are new business owners, but she's like, what the heck are you guys doing with your books? We were following Profit First. How many of you guys heard of Profit First? If you have not heard of Profit First, this is a simple way for us to manage our books, meaning our money was separate. So our business money was not touching our personal finance money. When the tax season came around, and we learned about taxes today and, and uh, this whole weekend, when the tax man came, our Uncle, Uncle Sam came, we were able to pay our taxes with no problem. So we're using the Profit First model. So legalizing your business. Um, the next one, establishing your brand. So Janoka said, you guys may think there are a ton of local service businesses out there. You go and Google lawn care, you go and Google cleaning. But if you realize a lot of these businesses that have a website, they don't have a way for you to book them online. They don't have a way for you to pay them online. They don't have a scheduling system. They don't have any sort of online digital footprint. So we tell our students is that you're gonna, first thing you're gonna do is establish your brand. We wanna make sure a lot of us are gonna think about, oh, I'm gonna start a business. I'm gonna worry about my logo. I'm gonna worry about my colors. I'm gonna worry about my name. We don't care about any of that because yes. your brand will take care of everything. No one is, I guess it depends on your business, but more than likely no one is booking your brand because your colors are pretty, okay? Don't spend so much time. We always say 24 hours on something, 24 hours on something. So 24 hours on the logo, 24 hours on the colors I wanna use. And that is something that we were battling. We were having our family choose what the name should be, what the colors should be. But looking back, no one is booking my cleaning service because I got a blue or a red. So just keep that in mind with whatever branding that you're doing. Try not to take too much time on that because that's usually how we procrastinate with moving forward and growing in our business. A is acquiring contractors, which is the biggest part of the business or of any business. Finding good people. Wherever you are, if you're your nine to five or you have your own business, you know finding good people, especially in this market, is difficult. That is something that we say is the hardest part of the business, finding good people. And you may find someone that can clean well, but are they professional? Do they show up on time? All of that matters. So acquiring contractors is important when it comes to this business model because they are the ones out there doing the actual cleaning. And we say one cleaner can change your life. One of our, one of our earlier cleaners, she made our cleaning business over a quarter million dollars working with us. Mm -hmm. Just one of them. And we've had over 50 people work with us over the course of these five years. So we say one cleaning partner can absolutely change your life. Now, finding that person is gonna be the hard <laughs> part. But find, once you find that person, you establish that relationship, it should be smooth sailing from there. So last but not least, nurturing and acquiring customers. So again, this goes back to establishing your brand. So when we're finding our customers, we're not doing door to door, we're not handing out business cards, we're not handing out flyers. Our clients are finding us online because he said we're establishing our brand. So, and the brand doesn't mean your, your, your color or your logo, no. Our brand is established on many websites. So we're located on google.com, we're located on Thumbtack, we're located on Yelp, we're located on Nextdoor, Angie's List. So anywhere that you're looking for a local service business, our name is there. So we don't have to go out and actively acquire new customers because they are always finding us. And then nurturing those relationships are just as important as well. And that ties into contractors as well. A lot of them we've worked with for a long time just by treating them right. They work with multiple different cleaning businesses. However, some people don't treat them as humans. We find that a lot. They complain about that a lot. So just as treating them as human beings and treating them how they should be keeps them around working with us. So that is our clean method that we utilize and we share to our students of how you can get your cleaning business up and running. 
But we also want to mention another reason why we got into this, aside from paying off debt, is because it's a low-cost startup. It's a low-cost startup. We're not doing any of the cleaning, so we don't need supplies. And if you want to do some extra credit, take a screenshot of your phone, or if you're driving in the car, take a screenshot of your, your dashboard. Tag and us. tag us <laughs> on Instagram. Let us know you are tapping in so that we can repost you and show you some love, too. You can tag us at More Than A Side Hustle podcast or at The Heart Morning. We have two ways that you can tap in with us. We appreciate it. Thank you. The startup is about $1,500 to get your business up and running. Many businesses, especially nowadays, you can find things like that, but this is a low-cost startup and a business that will always be needed. During COVID, our numbers did drop, but people still wanted to clean. Cleaning businesses will always be needed. Service-based businesses will always be needed. So, so Janoka just said, you don't need your own supplies. You don't need your own contractors, low-cost startup. And another one was that we can work from anywhere. We can work from anywhere. After we paid off that, that $100,000 of debt, the first thing we did was go to what, Maldives? Yep. Maldives <laughs> in Dubai. She had us traveling all across the world. We were just in St. Lucia for two weeks. So our cleaning business continues to run. We've had 65 cleanings this week. We've been in Dallas, this, we've been in Atlanta this whole weekend. We had 18 cleanings this weekend. We've been here with you guys the entire weekend. Mm -hmm. So our business can be ran from absolutely anywhere. So we're able to travel, we're able to enjoy time with our daughter, enjoy time with our family, but most importantly, share the information with people like you so that you can learn the industry as well. So work from anywhere was another big one for us. And it's not a sexy business, but it's a lucrative business, right? It's not a sexy business, but it's a lucrative business. So the non-sexy businesses make money too. <laughs> like Andre said, mobile notary is not sexy, but it makes money. Yeah. Anything else you had? So the last thing I did want to go over before we wrapped up. So when we started this conference, Julian had 50 wealth building um, notes up there. And he said some, were, uh, some we had and some we had to get. So he mentioned number one was owner-occupied multifamily. And I'm saying this because these are things that we have done since paying off our debt, building our legacy for our brand new daughter as well. Additional investment properties. We now invest in real estate. We have multiple real estate properties, active income. We both made six figures at our nine to fives. I literally just left my job a year ago last month. So I've been a full-time entrepreneur for one year in the entrepreneurship space for a full five years now. So semi-passive income was number four. So again, real estate, we have a digital product, um, stocks, bonds, we actively invest. And then passive income, our cleaning business. So those are five things that he mentioned that we are able to check off when you're talking about building wealth. And we're talking about the Generational Wealth Conference. These are things we are actively doing and have done. So again, after we paid off debt, number 14 was build an emergency fund. We paid off the debt and we said the first thing we're going to do is build a six-month emergency fund, right? And then a living trust. Now that we have a daughter, we started talking about, all right, how are we going to invest our assets so that when we do pass, because we're all going to die someday, right? Let's, let's keep it real. I know in our community, we don't like to talk about these things. I know when I go back and talk to my mom about life insurance, the conversation gets real awkward. So we have a living trust as well. We literally created a donor advised fund last year to donate to our, one of my best friends passed from sickle, cell. From sickle cell. And we were able to donate from our donor advised fund into his fund as well. And the last but not least, I definitely want to bring up our daughter because <laughs> I'm excited to be here with you guys. Yeah. <laughs> and along with my wife. And this is our first time on stage and our first time with our baby girl, so I definitely want to bring her up here. <laughs> I got grab her. Uh, but if you guys um, want additional information, we will, sorry? Oh. You guys know? Yeah, it got something else. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, we're going to take our time, too. No. <laughs> um, but also, if you want additional information, we're also going to be in the vendor area to, to spread some more. And 18, 19, 20, or 21, he said, having an estate plan and a will. 
for things that are, you want to wave at the people, for <laughs> things that are not in the living trust. Again, when we started becoming millionaires, we were like, how are we going to... <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> when we became millionaires, we said, how are we going to create this generational wealth? Cash value life insurance and making our children employees. These are all the things we're doing after we became millionaires, after we got out of debt. And I want you guys to take this knowledge that you're getting here seriously because we didn't have this knowledge when we first started. Now that we do, we are implementing every single thing that we learned. Three to five steps is what Dre said, and we truly believe it could change your life. So I think that's our time here. Yes, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you guys. Thank you for tapping in with us again. As you know, we always ask if you guys can please, please go ahead and leave us five-star review. Go ahead and write something if you're enjoying what we speak about. If you listen to us week to week, please be sure to let us know. That helps us to continue to grow and for other people to listen to our show as well. We appreciate it.